All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Tyler Gibson, a co-host of the Washed Up Has-Beens podcast. I'm going to do a real quick buy-sell for y'all. It's going to be a quick episode. Hopefully, uh, it's going to go out tonight. Uh, it's, it's Thursday night right now. I just finished watching the Thursday night football game between the Bucks and the Bears. Um, I'm going to do some quick hits real quick on this, and hopefully I can help you all out this week. Uh, first, I'm going to go with a little uh, temperature check here. You need to reach out to people in your league about Keenan Allen. Um, just see where the owner's at. I mean, he's got some major positive touchdown regression coming. Uh, I mean, he's had nine red zone targets, four end zone targets, uh, but he only has the one touchdown to show for it. Uh, they just announced today that Justin Herbert is going to be the quarterback from this point forward for the foreseeable future. Um, RIP to Tyrod. I mean, the guy can't catch a break, whether it's being the backup for Joe Flacco, whether it's, you know, breaking the Bills uh, playoff drought and them deciding to move on and go ahead and draft Josh Allen, or whether it was hurting his ankle early in the season uh, in Baker Mayfield's rookie season to now having the starting job and, Gets his dang lung punctured by the team doctor. Um, man, but Herbert's look good, though. Uh, kudos to you guys who have him in Dynasty Leagues. But um, reach out to the Keenan Allen owner. It looks like he has salvaged his career. We didn't quite know what to expect with Tyrod Taylor, and it didn't really look good at the beginning of the season. But Justin, Justin Herbert is coming there, and he's really held his own, and it's looked good for Keenan Allen. This isn't a buy low. Um, this is a buy, just a buy in general. Um, if you can go get Keenan Allen, maybe you can uh, maybe you can dish off Julio Jones or something, uh, somebody who's been hurt, and uh, you know go get Keenan Allen. You know if you can get more, if you can do Julio and get Keenan Allen and Cam Akers or something, then then go ahead. Um, second guy I want to talk about here on the uh, temperature check, James Robinson. Uh, the guy I feel like is getting no respect just because he doesn't have the draft capital um, that some of these other rookie running backs do. But the only receiver that has more receiving yards than him is Kamara at this point. And uh, so far, game script has not been an issue. Uh, he's gotten the workload regardless, and he's looked pretty dang good doing so. So I'm in on that. And on James Robinson, I'm trying to get him where I can. I've got him in a couple leagues that I got off the waiver wire, but I am definitely putting some feelers out on what it would take to get James Robinson. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, just always, I would say always be sending out, sending out offers. Uh, just, you know, you don't have to be annoying with it or anything and definitely don't lowball people. You don't want to piss people off and have them not want to deal with you, but even if somebody, even if somebody sends you an offer that you don't necessarily like, um, you know, it, maybe don't send a counter offer right away, but maybe stop and just have a conversation with them. Let people know that you're somebody that they can always come to to discuss trades. Um, next, we're going to get into a couple buy lows here. I know that it's been a weird year for DJ Moore starting out. Um, we didn't quite know what to expect from Teddy Bridgewater. But we knew that last year with DJ Moore having the success, success that he did between Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, and Will Greer, that it didn't really matter who was throwing him the football. Um, 
and Cam Newton not being a particularly accurate passer to begin with, you know, really Teddy Bridgewater was somebody that we thought could bring some stability. Um, there were question marks because of, you know, the, the off season that we had with COVID and everything, but DJ Moore gets the Falcons this week. First of all, he's pretty much been the wide receiver too, so far this year. And I, and I'm not saying that I think that Robbie Anderson is going to fall off, but I mean, DJ Moore is top 14 in the league in targets. He's top 12 in air yards. The owner of DJ Moore is probably frustrated. Uh, I mean, you didn't get him cheap this year. He, he wasn't a bargain. And what you're going to have to pay for him right now, he's going to return on that value. Um, I mean, the person who drafted him is already going to take a loss. It's almost like driving a new car off the lot. They've taken the hit. Now you just got to come in, buy the used car, and it's, it's going to treat you right. So I would see what it takes to get DJ Moore. Um, he's got TD, um, TD regression coming positively. Um, so that's another one of those. And also another guy who is top five in the league in terms of yards so far this year without a touchdown is Marquise Brown. You've seen him in Lamar just barely miss out on some long touchdowns so far. I mean, he got pushed out on like the one yard line here this last week. It's coming. It's coming. And, you know, it's not going to be too long before it's too late to buy these two guys low. So I would see what it takes on both of them. They both got positive touchdown regression coming. Um, you definitely want to get it on these guys. Uh, I want to touch on the rookie running backs, uh, obviously outside of uh, James Robinson in terms of a buy low because you're not buying James Robinson low. Um, CEH, is, is, he's still been good. He hasn't had the touchdowns yet. I'd do a temperature check on him in the league. But when you're looking at Cam Akers, um, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, I would definitely see where those managers are at. Um, you know, Cam Akers might even be on your waiver wire, depending on how small your league is. But in deeper leagues, dynasty leagues, whatever, um, I would be trying to buy up some of these guys Um you know, J.K. Dobbins had that two-touchdown game to start off the year. Um, the owners definitely were happy about that. But he's been he's been stuck and entrenched in that three-headed monster of a backfield. Uh, Mark Ingram hasn't looked good, but I, they might be saving him for later down the stretch this year. I don't know. Um, Gus Edwards has actually looked pretty good, and he's gotten a decent amount of run. But yeah, I would just take the chance on Dobbins – um, you know, depending on what you can get him at and uh, hope that he can take over later in the year. Um, same same can be said with Akers. It was pretty disheartening to see that he got injured. Um, he was he was honestly one of the rookie running backs that I thought would have the better chance to take over his uh, backfield early on. And that did not seem to be the case. And then he got injured. So we saw Malcolm Brown look really good in week one. Cam Akers got injured. Daryl Henderson went off in week three. And then I thought, man, this is it. It's curtains. Daryl Henderson is going to, he's going to come back in week, week four. He's going to continue to solidify that role before Cam Akers can get back. And then lo and behold, Malcolm Brown leads the backfield and touches. And I was, I was happy to see it because it really leaves the door open for Cam Akers. So don't give up hope just yet. 
and if you can go get him for cheap, I'd go get him. Uh, he's really talented back. Uh, I'm just I'm taking a chance on it. Um, another guy that we need to talk about is Joe Mixon. For a lot of people, he is a sell high. Um, I'm not in that camp. I'm in the camp of holding Joe Mixon. I think that it was a really good sign that he had a 17% target share and he had all the work that he did in success and they won. Joe Burrow's first win, the Bengals' first win of the year. Um, I, I think that it, that could be a revelation for them that, man, let's get the ball in this guy's hands. You know, I mean, you still want to get T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd involved, um, let Joe Burrow do his thing. But, I mean, this is good things happen when you get Joe Mixon going. And so I'm not saying to expect a 17% target share. So if you're selling high on that, somebody's going to pay for that expectation, then by all means, go get Camara or something. I don't know. But I'm holding on to Joe Mixon for now, and uh, I'm happy to do so. I mean, the guy's got all the talent in the world. That's never been the issue. It's just been his usage. And I think that uh, it was a really good sign that they were able to get the win with his usage so high. <clears throat> Now we got to talk about some uh, sell highs here. We're going to look at OBJ. Um, man, talk about a guy with all the talent in the world. And I mean, he just hasn't been able to put it together in Cleveland. And, you know, Baker's got a little bit of a, a thing going. You know, they've had some success here. They obviously just put the whooping on the Cowboys. But look at what it took. For Odell to have that day, it took a dime throw from Jarvis Landry, which we know that he can do. I mean, we've seen it do it in the past, and to Odell. And it took a little dump off, basically a rushing attempt, long touchdown at the end of the game. So those were two of his massive plays. I mean, you take those away in a regular week, it's nothing special. And so I think that if anybody's going to buy into it, you definitely need to sell because it's more likely that his ceiling is going to be, you know, six receptions for 60 yards. And if you're lucky, he gets in the end zone. And there's going to be those games where he goes off because you you can't avoid that. But this just this was just not a realistic representation of what you can see from Odell. I mean, it, it just took such crazy play calling and they're not going to do that. Um, so I would sell high on Odell. I would sell high on Todd Gurley. He hasn't looked good this year. He's gotten in the end zone just like Todd Gurley does. And that's what's made him a suitable RB two for sure. But I mean, Brian Hill has looked good. Edo Smith hasn't, but I would, I would see what I could get for Todd Gurley. Um, I mean, that's – heck, I would I would much prefer James Robinson over Todd Gurley. Um, I don't know. I, I'd just reach out, see if I could move Todd Gurley right now while he's coming up, while he's coming up the two touchdowns. Um, man, on my list, I was, I was supposed to do this podcast uh, last night, but the quality here on the back patio wasn't good, and so I picked up this microphone that I'm using now. Um and I have Rojo on there. And honestly, I mean, watching the game tonight, I mean, it's I, I didn't start him anywhere because Leonard Fournette was active and didn't really anticipate that. 
but man, I'll tell you, um, with Keyshawn Vaughn leaving the game a little early and, uh, don't really, don't really know if we have an update yet on what, on what his, uh, outlook is. Let's see what we're looking with. Um, okay. Well, he had a chest injury. So he went to the locker room ahead of halftime and checked out, um, and he didn't really, didn't really come back and uh, be a factor after that. So I mean, he only he only got half a point. But Ronald Jones, man, I mean, another hundred yard rushing game. He had five targets in this game. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens whenever Fournette is back again. It seemed more like he was active for a emergency role. I had him on here as a sell high, and uh, I mean, I'm a little bit more conflicted about it now. I've been a Rojo truther. I have. I've owned him every year of his career in some capacity across all my leagues. I, I've I've had him in a league or two here and there. And, you know, I've always wanted that to work out. And, uh, you know, he's had everything going against him. And, uh, you know, with LaShawn McCoy hurt, Leonard Burnett hurt. Now uh, Keyshawn Vaughn picked up a little injury. And Ronald Jones puts together back-to-back 100-yard rushing weeks with some passing down work. Um, I mean, it's a good sign. I would. I don't know if I would sell him. Sell him high right now. I, I might hold on to him. I, I would. I would change that up. But this is going to get in right before the weekend. And what you need to do, you need to sell Mike Davis. If you aren't the Christian McCaffrey owner, sell Mike Davis before he plays this week. He's going to have a good week. He is. They're playing the Falcons. Um. But this is it. It's the end of the line. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to be back in week six. What do you do then? Um, depending on the type of league you play in, especially if you play in a league that trades draft picks or things of that nature, I would definitely look into selling him for this last week. You've probably really thrived, especially if you're not the Christian McCaffrey owner because you didn't lose Christian McCaffrey out of your starting lineup, but you gained Christian McCaffrey's replacement. I would uh, I'd deal him. I'd deal him for uh, as much as I could. And um, that's pretty much all I've got for you tonight. Um, look for Alec and I to do a recap of the week uh, here on a Tuesday or Thursday, probably put out a, I mean, Tuesday or Wednesday, Alec will put out your waiver wire, uh, waiver wire episode uh, around that same time. It'll be a little short tidbit like this one is. And I'll try to get out another buy, sell uh, trade podcast uh, at some point next week also. So, uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys, and good luck to you this weekend.